this week's Eberstock. Okay, who is that? Second of all, no, I'm not doing another thing. This is not what we're meant to do. It's supposed to be once a week, perfectly planned. No, get get this guy off of here. Do not get me to do this. You can't make me. Oh, sweet Jesus. Uh, uh, okay, uh, what, what did you want, friend? Uh, uh, anything? Uh, the G1? Uh, okay, yeah, sure. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, see ya, bud. See ya, see ya. Bye! Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to the Wrestling With Fiction podcast. This is all entirely new. Uh, welcome to my G1 Climax 30 predictions. Okay. Okay, the guy's gone. He's gone. Uh, seriously, who the hell is that guy who does my intro? He, he needs to, like, you know, deepen his voice a little bit. You know, change it up a bit. Ah, Jesus Christ. Okay, so... Yeah, I'm not going to be doing the G1 Climax predictions in the same way that I think a lot of people do, which is just kind of run down who they think is going to win. So, the way that I'm going to be doing this is very simple. This is going to be a very short thing. Uh, I'm going to be running down uh, each of the participants, just in each block. Then we're going to go through what I'm dubbing my my Oscar-style awards for this G1 Climax, because this is my first time covering the G1 as like a predictions thing, because I wanted to cover it before the matches begin. So I'm going to run through that. I'm going to give my, well, I'm dubbing my general awards for each block, including such awards as, <clears throat> let me get my, like, deep, emotionally manly voice. You know, that sometimes you get, and the nominees are for Breakout Star. Breakdown Star, Most Hardcore, and Matches of the Block. And then we're going to run down the winner, and who I think might be the potential finalist. That's kind of how we're structuring this. So, we're going to start with the general opinions of Block A. Block A for the G1 Climax 30 includes Kazuchika Okada, Kota Ibushi, Jay White, Taichi, Minoru Suzuki, Jeff Cobb, Shingo Takagi, Ishii, sorry, Tomohiro Ishii, I wrote this down in just simple terms, Will Ospreay, and Yujiro Takahashi. Immediately, that's a stacked block. Jesus Christ. Like, when I saw this block, I was thinking to myself, God, I know it would have been nice to have these other talents, but Jesus Christ, the people they brought in, this is going to be a stacked tournament. Based off the people here alone, someone's gonna get really freaking hurt. Jesus! First of all, Kurobushi versus Minoru Suzuki. That's the first thing that pops to my head. Jesus, that's gonna. Oh god, I'm scared for Kurobushi. I'm so scared for Kurobushi. I don't know what Minoru Suzuki's gonna do to him. I'm I'm generally scared for him. Also, Will Ospreay's in the same block as Kurobushi. I'm afraid Will's gonna kill him. Legitimately, I think he might actually kill him. The last time he did the freaking hidden blade on Kurobushi, it basically nearly broke his neck. So, yeah, that that's a basic impression. I'm thinking, oh my god, this is a stacked block. I'm scared for Kota Ibushi. 
that's the general first impression. We're going to go down block B really quickly. We have Tetsuya Naito, the current IWGP heavyweight and intercontinental champion. We have Hiroshi Tanahashi. We have Zack Sabre Jr., Hiroki Goto, Sanada, Yoshihashi, very surprised Yoshihashi's here, Juice Robinson, Evil, Toriyano, Kenta, and I think I may have forgotten someone. I hope I didn't. And yeah, this is, I think this is more of an interesting storyline block rather than just big matches necessarily because you have Evil and Tetsuya Naito again. Interesting to see how that pays off. You've got Kenta and Evil, Bullet Club dynamic, which based on the current state of Bullet Club will be quite interesting. In addition to that, we also have sort of the tag team champions, uh, Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. split up along with their main contenders, Kota Ibushi and Hiroshi Tanahashi. That's quite a good, interesting dynamic, sort of splitting them up. And then you've got Toriyano and Yoshihashi basically playing the spoilers of the tournament because I don't see Yoshihashi winning. And I don't think, God forbid, that the king of pro wrestling, remember, he is the king of pro wrestling, no, no disputes is gonna be winning the tournament. He will have some great moments, but he ain't winning this tournament. So, I think I should start with, I guess, who I think is gonna be the breakout stars of the tournament. I think that's a great way to start with this. So, the way that I'm doing this is that I'm gonna be taking one from block A and one from block B. This ain't gonna be like, six people who I think are all going to be breakout stars in this tournament. It's all just going to pretty much be the two people who first come to mind. It's going to be the same with the rest of the categories as well, if you want me to simplify it. And when I think of a breakout star, you got to think Will Ospreay, right, for Block A? I understand that he's a foreigner, and it's very rare to see foreigners do extremely well. The times have changed, so it has started to become a lot more prominent. But I've got to think, with Will Ospreay sort of now officially moving up to heavyweight, he hasn't really had a big chance to prove that he's a proper contender in the heavyweight division. you got to imagine that he's going to be going pretty far in the tournament. Not necessarily win, but get pretty far. Especially with, like, his last match being against Kazuchika Okada. you got to assume that Will Ospreay is going to be pretty high up in points. And that's just kind of a brief prediction. I don't think he's going to win the block, but I think he has a chance to do some amazing performances. Like, Okada's a great one. Ibushi, their Wrestle Kingdom match, if it goes by that consensus, they might just kill each other to put on a good match, and I'm very scared. Shingo Takagi, easily probably my favorite New Japan match of last year in the Best of Super Juniors. And in addition to that, you've got a bunch of new people who... I don't think Will Ospreay's really fought. I've never seen him wrestle uh, Minoru Suzuki before. So that's quite an interesting thing. And, God, imagine the match that Tomohiro Ishii and Will Ospreay will have. Just the strong style nature of Ishii, the original one for New Japan apart from Shingo. I feel like that'd be quite an interesting match with Ospreay, especially with the way that Will Ospreay's style has really evolved in the past three years of him being in New Japan. Like, from him going from being just a sort of like a high-flying junior to a little bit more of a strong style that New Japan's usually made for, 
like incorporating moves like the Hidden Blade, uh, starting to use the Stormbreaker, which is a lot more of a heavyweight move. I think this might be Osprey's time to break out in the heavyweight division. And maybe that involves him pinning the Neverweight Openweight Champion Minoru Suzuki and getting another crack at that belt if they don't want to push him towards the Intercontinental title straight away. If we're looking at Block B, I'm looking through the list again. I think Kenta. And this is mainly just going off the consensus of Kenta's previous performance in the G1 and how I think people were mainly disappointed with his run. Not that he wasn't winning consistently, because he was. But more of it felt like we didn't get the Noah Kenta that I think a lot of people wanted out of him. And I think in this tournament, now that he's now a lot more established in New Japan, he's now sort of fully embraced this heel Bullet Club character that he has. I think this is a great chance to really showcase Kenta's wrestling ability a lot more. Because he's come a long way in the past couple years. From being Hideo Itami, then returning to Kenta. I think he's got a good shot of really being a breakout star in this tournament. Especially with... Like a match against Evil, which I think is quite intriguing. Uh, he had, we can finally see the full extent of him versus Goto. Uh, him against Tetsuya Naito will be a quite nice little return. Maybe even a nice little callback to the G1 last year with Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kenta. Now that the dynamics are a little bit more further established. I think Hiroshi Tanahashi selling with Kenta is going to be so much more effective now that we have a more established role with Kenta as a heel. So, moving on from that, we go on to the breakdown star of the tournament. This is basically, it's a playoff breakout star, but it's basically the one who I think will be most hurt by the end of the G1. Because if you've watched the G1 for the past couple years, you know that everyone gets hurt in this tournament, and everyone gets severely damaged in some way. So immediately, if we're going off the A block, it's Kota Ibushi, let's be honest. Who else is gonna freaking destroy themselves like Kota Ibushi? In regular matches, I'm afraid he's going to die. That's how much I'm scared for Kota Ibushi. And I'm looking at who he's got in the block. He's got Jay White, who admittedly, maybe not the worst opponent for that type of thing. He's probably the safest, I assume? That's kind of a huge question mark there. Uh, Will Ospreay, who we've already talked about a couple times now, nearly decapitated the man. Uh, Okada, I'm afraid he's just going to sell the Rainmaker like there's no tomorrow. Uh, we've also got in this Tomohiro Ishii and Minoru Suzuki. Both very tough men who could probably take his head off with a lariat. And steal chairs from Suzuki. And just general injuries that I'm just... I'm looking at Ibushi. I'm thinking... Are you gonna get through the first two nights? Ibushi, please live. Please, please don't do anything bad. Please, Ibushi. Please. We... We need you. You're gonna be the new Tanahashi. You're gonna be the new top four in the company. Please, just... Just please be fine. Alternatively, in Block B, God, I think this is just purely based on age, to be honest, and just sort of all the hard work that he's really put in. Hiroshi Tanahashi, I think. Like, 
we've already started to see him slowly sort of go down the card little by little. And I'm kind of getting a sort of Yuji Nagata vibe from Hiroshi Tanahashi. I don't think this will be his last G1, but I think we're just sort of edging closer and closer to the eventual last G1 for Hiroshi Tanahashi. Because he has been banged up for multiple G1 matches, like, in the past couple years. And sure, you've got people who can traditionally not be as hard-hitting. Like, he's got Toriano in the block. He's got uh, Sonata, which would be a little bit more of a technical bout. But you've still got people like Evil, who's a little bit more hard-hitting. You've got Juice Robinson, who I think to some extent... I could be wrong there. It's been a while since I've seen Juice wrestle. But yeah, I generally think Hiroshi Tanahashi might be the most in danger of getting hurt in this tournament. Along with Kota Ibushi, because I think they will both do anything to make the other guy look good. In defeat or in victory. Because you've got to think that Hiroshi Tanahashi's starting to think about maybe having a lighter schedule. Now that sort of New Japan sort of like aces are starting to be more further established. Like Jay White's becoming a lot more of a credible worker. Uh, Kota Ibushi's rising up the ranks. Naito's now fully established as a main event player along with Okada. You gotta think that, like, he's gonna start wanting a little bit more of a lighter schedule. And I think that's honestly the closest opinion I have for it, because I think there isn't really many people who I think would really risk absolutely destroying themselves in that block. Like, people like ZSJ are usually traditionally a little bit more safe on their traditionally submission-based style. So moving on from that, I'm looking at the most hardcore. And you might be wondering, who would be the most hardcore in this scenario? Well, this is more based around kind of a mixture of like cheating and also just using of weapons and stuff like that. So we may as well just get the obvious one out the way. Uh, Minoru Suzuki. Like, who else would there be who would just absolutely destroy someone in a hardcore based setting other than Minoru Suzuki? This is the man who gets hit by stiff forearms and smiles. You don't f, f with Suzuki. I almost said a swear word there. I stopped myself because I know if I said something bad to Suzuki, he'd grab a chair and he'd break my legs and he'd smile and he'd laugh. That's why I think Suzuki will absolutely destroy everyone. Alternatively, in block B, you gotta think Yano. Yano's incredibly creative in the G1 setting. Easily one of the guys who I think adds the most intrigue because he usually gets big wins over some of the top guys in the tournament. If we look at last year, the way he had a victory over John Moxley, uh, other things in addition to that, and other big victories he's had in the past, and like some like very fun Kony spots where he was trying to beat. Kenny Omega, and when he was trying to beat Sonata by tying his legs up, along with Kenny Omega, I think they were both the same thing. Or even just like in the New Japan Cup this year when uh, he was trying to like get Hiromu Takahashi to lose. Yeah, so that's easily what I think might be the most hardcore. Uh, matches of the block. This is kind of a tough one for me. Because it isn't necessarily the people who I think will have breakout star-making moments in the tournament. But it's just sort of the fun, just sort of what-if scenarios that the G1 provides. Because you got to think with this, there are some matches in this sort of thing that we've never seen before. Like, we've never seen, which is going to go on to A-Block again, uh, Shingo versus Okada. 
Oh my god, do I want this match to be really good. Jesus, and I hope Shingo wins. I'm gonna be biased here, but I really hope Shingo wins. I think that'd be such a fun thing, seeing like the Pumping Bomber versus the Rainmaker. Like, imagine that Okada just like tries to go for a Rainmaker, but he doesn't quite have the energy, so he does like a very sort of like simple Rainmaker that isn't effective. And you just see Shingo no-sell it. And just smile, and then just hit him with like a rainmaker of his own, and just knock him down. I feel like that would be quite a fun match. In addition to it, it's a match that I don't recall ever seeing. So immediately, there's a bit of a spectacle there. Uh, Shingo's definitely after his never open weight title run has definitely had a huge stock rise in the company, especially since jumping to heavyweight. I can definitely see him being. Maybe like the number two in LIJ if they don't want to go with Sonata and they try and break Sonata up from Naito. I think Shingo's a great right-hand man and this could be a great way to establish it. In the B block? I've already talked about this before, but I think uh, Kenta versus Evil. Just based off how Evil is currently starting this new thing in Bullet Club. We haven't really seen him interact with a lot of the members who are pretty much trapped from the country due to this current situation that we have in the moment. It'd be really cool to just sort of see which side uh, Dick Togo and... Jesus Christ, I'm forgetting. Gato! There we go. Gato will potentially choose. Like, who would they root for? Would they root for... Would they root for Kenta? Or would they root for Evil? Just based off their whole, like, interaction with people at the moment. Especially since, like, JY is in the other block. Like... They were already going to be rooting for people, particularly in that situation. And with it, it's a great way to show the pecking order of Bullet Club at this point, because it's so indecisive at this point. Now that Evil's had a credible, like, IWGP and Intercontinental title run, okay, maybe not credible based on your opinion, but he's had a run with it. One of the very few people who can say that, you got to think that establishes him pretty high in the pecking order for Bullet Club. In addition, this is a great way of showing who might potentially be the leader by the end of it. Because I'm just going to say this now, I don't see Evil or Kenta winning the B block. But I can see this being a great way of establishing who's the most dominant member of the faction at this point. Maybe even further building up on sort of Evil's reasons for leaving LIJ and joining the Bullet Club, so he can be his own person. With that, I think we may as well just get to my overall predictions for the block. Uh, I believe that the winner of A block is going to be Jay White. That's who I think will be the winner of that block particularly. I think Jay White is going to sneak his way into the finals. I think he might lose to Okada very early on. Maybe even Will Ospreay. Because I don't think Jay White's really lost to Ospreay at this point. And I think in some way, shape or form. Because the final night is going to be Ospreay versus Okada. And Jay White versus Ishii. I think that you can have it be that either Okada or Osprey win, but they didn't quite get enough points because Jay White already pinned one of them to just sneak his way into the finals. I feel like you can't just have Jay White credibly win his way into the finals unless you want to turn him babyface. And I think right now at this point, they don't want to quite turn him yet. Because I think with the inclusion of Evil, you can start planting those seeds. Because we've already had Jay White being sort of illustrated as this kind of anti-Okada from the way that their careers have paralleled each other over the past couple years. This would be a great time to just sort of 
establish Shea White as either just the definitive leader of Bullet Club, or even just breaking out on his own and just further establishing himself as a credible wrestler, because he's gotten a lot better in the past couple years. In the B block, I think the winner of the B block, I think it's going to be Sonata. I, I feel like it'd be a good callback to their feud sort of at the beginning of January that we never really followed up on because of COVID. And with it, you can have, because the last night is going to be Sonata versus Evil. You may not even have to necessarily have Sonata win. You just have to have him get enough points, maybe even get a win over Naito to establish himself to be a final contender. And then this is sort of the thing that New Japan's been doing for the past couple of years, just trying to establish Sonata as a higher level talent in the card. What better way would it be just to put him into the G1 finals? Kind of being the sort of nearly man at this point before finally winning the big one. Heck, with it, if you have him beat Naito in the block, you can have it be that it's a match between Naito and Sonata as almost like a friendly match, as a way of not going for both belts, but going for the Intercontinental title, and just seeing if he can run with it on his own, and further establishing that he himself can be a credible main event player. So with that, I've already said so with that a lot, so who I believe is going to win the G1 Climax? I think it's Jay White. We've seen throughout this entire year, it's been uh, Los Ingobernables versus Bullet Club. And it's been interfaction warfare with LIJ. And I don't think that trend's going to stop. I think Jay White is the only member of, I'd say, the big four of New Japan that they have right now who is yet to win the G1. And I think that's just looming over just sort of the company's head at this point. And I think there is no better time for him to win this because right now if you think about the jay white character at this point his faction is kind of undefinable we're not quite sure if he's really the leader or not and him winning the g1 can just pretty much establish his dominance in the faction again which we haven't really seen with jay white over the past year now that sort of like evil's been the champion and kent has had a contendership for the title this will be a great way of sort of re-establishing Jay White as that main event player that the company's been interested in and has been building for the past couple years. So, yep, I know this is going to be a little bit more of a short thing. This is kind of just a bonus thing because I really wanted to talk about the G1. So, yeah, that's all I've really got for this. If you enjoyed this, uh, please let me know. I wouldn't mind covering, like, a little bit more prediction stuff. I know I would be interested in covering, like, predictions for AEW pay-per-views, WWE pay-per-views, uh, New Japan stuff. Anyways, uh, I hope you guys have had a lovely day. I hope you- I've already said that, Jesus. I hope you guys have had a lovely day. And I hope it continues to be a great day. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, wrestling could always just use a little bit more fiction. Hope you have a great day, everyone. Bye.